Hello there, and welcome to the latest episode of the Civ Takers Snapshots podcast. I'm your host this evening, Will Pinter, and I'm joined this evening by Bob D. Hello there. So on this week's episode, what we're going to talk about is a subject that one of our listeners, Leon Smith, uh, suggested, and it's on about game etiquette. So, I mean, within the game etiquette, there's a lot to think about. I know, Bob, you've got a lot of uh, points on this. Uh, so go for it, mate. What well, I think, I think the, yeah, the start point is you're both there to have a good time, right? Um, well, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's it's about it's about being there and being somebody else's good time and it's not your your job necessarily to take a list that you think they're going to like or anything like that but generally just behave like a normal nice human being and honestly that should be so easy but some people seem to find it super hard i mean it's not a criticism of, of any individual but some people just find the whole tournament situation uncomfortable they're nervous about how to behave. They're nervous about uh, the way to play and all that kind of stuff. And there's just just some some basics that, that people do almost without thinking about it that maybe just check yourself and and think. I mean, to start off, tell your opponent who you are. You know, if you've not met, tell them your name. And all right, it's on the list at the side of the board. But actually, we're civilised human beings. Introduce yourself and shake a hand. You know, it's a nice thing to do. It is what grown-ups do when they meet each other. And the other thing is launching into the smack talk. Nobody really ever wins a game of X-Wing by telling the other person that they're bound to win. So if you start off with a, oh, well, of course, your list stands no chance against mine, you don't stand much chance of coming out of that game looking like a cool human being. Because either you win and you look like a bully who started off as a bully, or you lose and you look like a bully who started off as a bully who's also an idiot. So maybe just let the game play out instead of telling your opponent that he is doomed to fail. Doesn't mean you can't have a chat about the strengths of your relative list before you get going and all that kind of stuff. But generally, you don't need to explain to your opponent how much better you are than him before you get going. That's uncool. Well, it, I mean, it's interesting you say that about the list, because if... I mean, if you're in the forefoot going into a, into a game thinking you're going to smash it because your list is so much better, then I think you're at a loss to yourself, really. I mean, I've just listened to the uh, episode with Alex Burt, uh, or the 186 crossover with uh, Thule Squadron, and Alex Burt to the Mau Mau Open took handbrake hand, and he, he did terribly with it. You know, I mean, there was a bit of luck there, here and there, but can you imagine him just rocking up going, well, I've got handbrake can, I've put it on the table, this is, and 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 assuming that you're going to win with it, it's just not, it's not the thing, is it? It's it's not cool and it doesn't actually help you win games. No, definitely not. I mean, I go into every game, I mean, the, the, way, the way I start games is, obviously, like I say, I introduce myself, but I, the way I look at games is it, it's a potential friend to make every single round. So, you know, I'd, I'd like to start off on a good foot, not on a bad foot, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and you don't want the guy across the table thinking, oh, I hope I never see this bloke again. Yeah, well, there is And, and there is there is a real risk. And, and certainly at smaller sort of local events that you end up killing your local scene. Um, and it does happen here and there where a player turns up, tells everybody he's going to win, does win, and everyone thinks, well, I've wasted my time, I won't be back. And you do see scenes that, that just don't get off the ground and get dominated by a single player. 
that that could be a lot better and and that's that's not a cool thing no and and there's other there's other basics like at the start of the game it's always nice to offer your deck to be cut i mean i need to be convinced that anybody is stacking their deck in x-wing because the way that the cards come out of the deck in x-wing is such that you really you're wasting your time it's trying to stack the deck but it's just a nice thing to offer the deck to be cut and either it's a moment of oh yeah i'll do yours you do mine that's cool or alternative, it's just to give the deck a tap and it's like, yeah, I don't need to worry about that. And and, and that's just a, a standard tournament basic that people should should get into. Just like, I think, taking a printed copy of the list is a nice thing to do. Yeah, because I'm it, a big it, fan of that. Yeah, I mean, you're not squinting at a phone then. You're not sort of, oh, yeah, I need to fingerprint it to open it up, blah, blah, blah. And it's also legible and it, it just makes life easier to have a printed list. And you can leave it with your opponent and then he doesn't need to ask you how many points this is or that is. Just have a look in the middle of the game. And it, it, it it's interesting. I, I picked that up from watching the first Earth stream where you've got constant information about the, the points that each player has scored and the balance between them. And, and that really informs the decision-making of the viewer you know you're you're stood there thinking oh well he should do this or he should do that and you're doing that with the points information sat right in front of you and the players of course don't have that unless first of all they've got a printed list and second they're taking the time to look at it and and it does make a difference to turn up with something in hard copy i mean again it's not environmentally friendly but you know no i mean i normally take two or three copies with me um especially at a big tournament and ju- ju- like you say, just so they can have it there. I end up not paying attention to how much they are till like the last 10, 15 minutes of the game and going, oh, I should have been going after that the whole time. So to, to be fair, if I if I did have a printed copy there, it, it would remind me as well. So yeah, that, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the printed copies of lists. Not not You don't have to go all singing or dancing with every, every, um, every card explained and all the rest of it, like the cards, like I used to do, but just a printed copy to know the points is, is dead useful. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and and the other thing, just as a basic courtesy, just use the appropriate ship for the list that you're playing. And really, I'm thinking of the, the Black One model. If you're taking a T70 and it's not Black One and it's not Poe, don't be taking Poe. You've got plenty. You've definitely got plenty of T70s in the cupboard. Don't be turning up and saying, "Oh well, it's Nien Num, but I'm actually he's flying in the black and orange because that's what he's doing today." It's just annoying. <laughs> just get a blue and white one out. It's not that hard. Oh well, I might fox my opponent. Well, you might, but if you do, I'm afraid you're in the list of people who's not shaking hands and not offering a debt to be cut and generally doing the things that you know don't make people happy. Do you think that's more of a personal thing, Bob, or do you reckon? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's not happened to me very often, but it has happened once or twice. And every time I was like, oh, really? Okay, you're that guy. Okay, fine. I'll get on with judging you. And you can wonder whether or not I've been doing that because I'm not going to speak to you about it, for God's sake. There's there's other things to worry about. But really, just put a T70 on a T70 stand if it's a T70 and it's not black one. I mean, you know, how hard is it? I'm a big fan of, even pre-game, smiling. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, greet everyone with a smile. Some people, I mean, even if you're having a bad day, I mean, you can try and fake a smile. I know that. And I'm not saying everyone should smile, especially if you've got some background or underlying issues at tournaments here and there. But, you know, like a smile means a lot to people. I mean, And not only that, just like almost shaming someone. If they have brought a difficult list beforehand, 
I'm not a fan of like kind of shaming them for bringing the list. I don't know how you feel about that. You know, if oh, someone well, sits there and puts quad phantoms in front of me, then they've brought quad phantoms to the tournament. It's not like, oh, quad phantoms. Oh, well, this is going to be, you know, it sets a it sets a tone straight away. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it does. I'm not, I'm not yeah. a fan of like well, shaming I, people for the list beforehand. Well, my, my feeling about that is if someone is playing by the rules of the game, they're playing by the rules of the game. And if you don't like them playing by the rules of the game, then it's not the person you dislike, it's the rules of the game that you don't like. And maybe you should send a long email to FFG explaining how horrible they are. And, you know, I'm not keen on, on Quad Phantoms as a play experience. I don't really enjoy it. I just It's just not my thing. And in 1.0, Suntier F fell. Um, if, if every game I played had been Suntier fell, I wouldn't be playing X-Rate because I just didn't enjoy it. It just wasn't fun. But that doesn't mean that the person taking Suntier fell is a bad human being. It means they're playing by the rules of the game and the rules need looking at and I think it's a it's a real mistake to personalise stuff and turn it into a, a personal bit of antipathy. And it's like you get some people who think they're good at psyching players out. It's just kind of silly because it's it's usually pretty obvious and it also looks kind of sad. And you see it you see it going on with some sort of, oh yeah, well, you don't know the rules as well as me, and I've done this and I've done that. And you just think, okay, right, good for you. You know, you're you're psychologically super smart and you're trying to bully somebody. I don't think that's cool. It's kind of miserable, actually. The, the X-Wing is full of people who met those people at school and don't want to be them and don't want to be near them. So don't do that. You know, it, it's like, be nice. And fortunately for me, it's, it's very, very rare that I bump into somebody that I think is being, being an idiot on that front. But it does happen. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that can be during the game as well. But what are, like, other etiquette things during the game i think one of my bugbears is is people who leave their shields in a pile space the shields out on the card so that you can it's easy for your opponent to see what shields are active and what shields aren't and it doesn't really happen very much anymore but there was certainly a phase three or four years ago where people would just stack their shields up and if you were running a ship with three four five shields it was quite often difficult to tell how many were left and it's a visual game. There's a reason you put the damage cards on the, the ship card. It's so your opponent can, can tell at a glance where he's up to with a ship without having, having to ask. And it's just rude to try and, and conceal that information from him by sticking them in a pile and forcing him to count one, two, three, four, and all the rest of it. And that, that irritates me. Um, and I will, and I have asked players just to space the shields out on the card. And, and I've always had a yes. Well, don't make me ask you. You know, just get on and, and do that as a matter of habit. I mean, that can be said for many different things, can't it? Charge tokens, you know, all different all different tokens that, that end up being on the cards. Certainly, I mean, I'm, I'm not in with the new flip flip the shield thing. I, I prefer to be able to take, take the shields away. That That's just me personally, and you know, maybe that's right or wrong, but, you know, I prefer to take the shields away. With that, though, a tidy playing area. I am guilty of this late on in the game when the pressure starts being on. I'm not being super tidy and I'll notice it at some point during the game and then start tidying my stuff away because um, I'm not being rude. It's just that all of a sudden I've just realised I've started laying stuff everywhere. I mean, what, what's, your, what, what's your thoughts on having a tidy, like a tidy play area? Bob? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's often difficult to do, especially if your mind is focused on, on what's happening on the table. But I've noticed that there are some excellent players whose play area is always 
immaculate. You know, the dice go in a place, the shield tokens uh, are always on the cards, the rest of the tokens go in a particular spot, the, the damage cards are laid out in a nice, visible fashion, and every game you see them play, you see them rack up their kit in the same way. And that enables, first of all, it enables them not to think about stuff. I mean, I spend far too much time at tournaments faffing with where on earth has my uh, one bank template gone. And if you get into the discipline of, of just knowing where stuff is and putting it back and, and having it ready, th there's two things that happen. First of all, it makes you a better player because you're not wasting your time wondering where on earth the, your third focus token has gone. But also it, it communicates to your opponent what the game state actually is. And I think that is just a, a straightforward bit of solid etiquette that everybody, maybe not everybody, but almost all of us can do better at. And it's a good thing. You know, it just makes the, the game a more pleasant, clearer, kinder experience when the communication through the, the physical kit is working well. You know, like leaving, if you measure something with a template or a ruler and you, it's on the board, remove it from the board. Because if your if you're hard two goes down and you just you, you make the move, next turn, the hard two's sitting there near the ship. It's not measuring, but it makes estimating where that ship's going to be if you do a hard turn uh, in, the, in the next turn very much easier. So, so remove templates from around the, the board itself and, and from the edge of the board. You know, you don't want to be leaving the, uh, the range three ruler on the side of the board so that somebody's thinking, all oh, right, okay, well, if I, move, if I move my ship to there, it's probably going to be in. That, that's, it's uh, an unintentional form of cheating, but it is a form of cheating. Uh, if you're giving yourself that information by failing to keep a, a, a tidy play area. But generally, you know, uh, players are sometimes unaware of this and very few players, I can count on the fingers of one hand, perhaps even the little finger of one hand, the number of times I think that people have tried to, to deliberately cheat me out of a game. But it's that kind of create the impression of, a, of an honest, open, straightforward, let's have at it game of X-Wing. And, and leaving measuring tools on the board is, is not a way of doing that. And Likewise, I suppose it's a similar point, but I think that if you're as clumsy as I am, and I am definitely in the, the competition for clumsiest man in X-Wing, <laughs> take your time and, and do your very best to, to hold kit down firmly. And sometimes, you know, you get the slidey boards or you get stuff that moves around a lot. I use the, the little rubber pads to stick on the bottom of my bases which reduces the move whether you're playing on a on a painted wooden board or whether you're playing on a on a proper mat but if you just use a gentle but firm finger when you need to and think about what physically you're trying to accomplish it, it does make it a little bit more accurate and again it's something that benefits you as a player uh, far be it for me to shout out to producer tim but if you watch tim move in his inferno squadron you'll see the care that he takes with each and every move that he does with those ships and the result is that when they get two thirds of the way across the board, they're still all all in the line that they started out in, which means that it's easier for him to plan moves and and put them in a position to to take advantage. And it's that just gentle but firm management of the of the kit is is a polite way of behaving well around the game. Okay, we've got we've got being careful with your own kit. What about people touching your kit? I don't like your... it. I I really don't. I mean, if somebody says, "Oh, can I do that for you?" then I'll immediately say yes. But somebody who starts moving your ships around without discussing it with you first, that's rude. And likewise, people who want to pick up, 
you know, your tokens and put them with theirs and are careless about sweeping off the board. Just bear in mind which bits are yours and, and which bits are, are your opponents. It, it's not a difficult thing to do. It shouldn't be hard. Um, and I'm getting really cross with losing those um, 2015 store champ focus tokens. And I don't know how many of those have been swiped by my opponents during the course of games. <laughs> I mean, it, it's easy done when, when everyone, like, obviously, like you say, pressures up and stuff like that. But obviously, bear in mind, just pay attention to your own stuff rather than your opponents. Then, yeah, then, yeah I imagine it's it, it, then things like that are less likely to happen. Yeah, well, what I tend to do is um, take precisely the right number of tokens for a game uh, or from a list and, and use that number of tokens all the way through. I know it's probably a smart idea to use some spares and that kind of thing, but I can just tuck those in the back of the felt hair. And, and that means if you get to the end of the game and I've got the wrong number of shields or I've got not enough focus tokens or whatever it might be, then I can just immediately see that and, and pick up the, the missing bit of acrylic. Because I love my acrylic. It's good. I'm, I'm really proud of the things I've, I've won on the odd occasions when I've done it all right. And it is nice just not to make sure that you're going away with the stuff that you brought and nothing more. Yeah, fair point. I mean, one thing I feel bad about is if people start coming across and trying to have full-on conversations with me. I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. When I'm playing an opponent, I don't want someone to have a full-on conversation with me and start chatting about, how my day has gone, how the rest of the game, you know what I mean, before the game's even done. I feel really rude on my opponent and I try and avoid that at all costs. Some people, it's pretty hard to avoid because they don't stop talking. <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry. Me. But, you know, <laughs> it, it is though, do you know, halfway through a game, they, yeah, they may have finished theirs. I mean, by all means, watch from the sideline, just give me a little wink and a nod to see how I'm doing and I'll give you the thumbs up. But trying to have a full-on conversation with me while I've got, an opponent opposite me that's like i feel really rude and i'm not a fan of that like well it's 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 a contextual thing isn't it i mean if, if you're playing in a in a tuesday nighter and there's the guys having a bit of a game night kit that's one thing but if you're in the middle of a game at the system open and and it's looking a bit tense and it's uh, 71 minutes and somebody wanders up and starts asking you where you're going for lunch yeah, that is, and and the players play. You know, um, you don't need you don't need an audience. And if you if you do have an audience, then you need an audience that's that's taking a pace back and is, is looking with interest at the game rather than deciding to witter at you. Yeah, I get. I I mean, I have a real one trap mind. So if I'm focused on a game, I'm focused on a game, and and people come in and um, chatting to me or even chatting to my opponent is kind of rude. You know, you all know why you're there. Let people get on with it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've had audiences, uh, not not so much from my games, for my opponents' games, um, who and and they didn't get involved. Um, particularly last game and last system open with Chris and the Firestorm Squadron guys, and they they really understood it. They they were watching. They took a step step. You know, they were they were stood back and that and watching away. And none of them like interfered or anything like that. They waited till the end, and then we all we all started talking. And you know, I, that's that's how I like it. You know what I mean? It not to bob in and chime in because obviously and, and that comes to step in where third third party people sticking their oar in you know I'm, I'm that that really does me in you know oh you should have done that there you know, like stuff like that while you're oh playing. yeah yeah oh that just... and yeah you forgot to put a stress on that no mate i'm moving my hand towards the pile of tokens yeah. this isn't your game you're not helping your, your friend and you're not helping me 
I am moving to the, the pile of stress tokens to pick one up and put it on that ship that's just done a red manoeuvre. That's what I'm doing right now. And what you're doing is interfering in my game. Yeah. <laughs> and I, oh, that makes me mad. Uh, but yeah, let the players play. That's that's what they've come to do. Yeah. After the game, then I know you've got some thoughts on this, Bob. Right? Obviously, say you've had a pretty bad game. You may have been a bit salty yourself, or whatever it is. You've had a bit of an issue, whatever it is. What what well, what do you perceive as the way forward? I mean, I think if you feel you've let yourself down, and sometimes the pressure's on there, and the dice haven't been kind, or you've done something stupid, and maybe you have not conducted yourself in the way in which you would like to be thought of. At that point, find your opponent, say sorry. You know, drop him a message on, on Facebook or whatever and just go, look, sorry, dude, that's not that's not really who I want to be. Um, if we play again, that's not the guy that you'll be playing. And and that's a cool thing to do. And I'm I'm unkeen on people keeping their, their mouths quiet at an event and then deciding that they've got a problem and using a very public place to ventilate it. You know, the TO's gone home. Your opponent's gone home. Whoever's in charge of the venue has gone home. And to start slagging them off on, on a public forum is kind of unfair. Um, if it's something serious, drop a PM. You know, we are blessed in the X-Wing community. That there's a lot of the, the tournament organisers who are very engaged, very active, very keen to, to respond to concerns. And if you're worried about something that's gone on at an event, then drop them a PM. And just say, look, that this happened. This is why it upset me. It's not cool. Can you let me know if that's going to happen again, or or what I should do if I experience that in the future? Rather than, you know, your your polite comment on Facebook may very quickly turn into a witch hunt. And and if you have a concern, then there's absolutely the right way and the wrong way to go about addressing that. And I think anybody can have a a, a bad experience or have a concern about something that's happened in a game. And there's a way. There's a way of dealing with it which is cool and a way of dealing with, with it which is uncool. It's not cool in a public Facebook post, but it might be something that you could raise with your, your organiser in a, a PM. I mean, equally as well, if you make a mistake post-tournament or whatever it is, and you've realised you've made a mistake or done something wrong, equally, you know, you can PM the judges and all the rest of it, and they're, they're quite open. Certainly, I've made big mistakes in the past and, and had to PM a judge post-tournament. You know, it, and that's the right thing to do, and they're cool with it. it yeah, it, things do happen. You do make mistakes. You might not realise it straight away. Other people make mistakes. You know, they may not realise it straight away. And like you say, PM. I'm, I'm a big fan of PMing, like you say, and not not making it a public witch hunt. People are human. People do make mistakes. You know, if if we were all perfect, we wouldn't even be having this. Disc- we wouldn't even be having this podcast. You know what I mean? So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Anything else on it, Bob? No, no. I mean, it's interesting that, that we had one of listeners get in touch. So thank you very much indeed, Liam, for, for giving us the idea to do the show and, and put our thoughts out there. It's something I've been been thinking about a bit for a while and really nice of Liam to get in touch and, and give us the idea for the show. I think essentially most people playing X-Wing are super nice and yeah. super honest, you know, super keen on the game doing well. Well, I mean... I, I, we could have gone on all this for hours, but the podcast isn't that long, so hey ho. <laughs> but no, well, that's great. Uh, thank, thanks for like your, your thoughts there, Bob. I hope, hope it's interesting for people. So that's all that's left to say is goodbye from Bob. Ta da. And au revoir from me. Till the next time on the Sith Takers Snapshots podcast.
Bad boys, what you want, what you want, what you gon' 